All right. Uh, do you want me to do the intro or you do the intro? What do you think? Uh, I can. Are you, what are you feeling? You you feeling a little froggy? You want to do the intro today? I mean, I was thinking you would, but okay. Yeah, I'll take yeah. care of it. I don't <laughs> okay. know. I just yeah. I mean, I've never practiced it, so I'm like, ah, <laughs> I think it'd be awkward. <laughs> Listen, I I don't mind taking care of it at all. I just want you to know you have that power too. I appreciate that. Wait, wait, wait. Is this like a canon um, that I'm now an equal host? Yes, it is. To, to, of course, the main host and the Harrius host. Yep. Guys, I've been promoted. I've been You've promoted. You've been promoted. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's official. It's official. <laughs> One of us. I mean, we talked about this before we started recording last week, but, I mean, you've been in almost as many episodes as... You were not in at this point, so... I've earned it. You've earned it, for I've sure. I've earned my stripes, as Tony the Tiger would say. Hell yeah. <laughs> All wings report in. Housedog, standing by. Mother Goose, standing by. Low Tech Tuck, standing by. Lock S foils in attack position. Animal squadron ready for battle. Welcome back, everybody, to the Animal Squadron podcast. This is your hairiest host, Mother Goose. And also coming to you live, your main man, Low Tech Tuck. Hell yeah. <laughs> Still haven't found House Dog. He's still floating around in the abyss somewhere. Yeah, we saw him for a second, but I think he thought we were a TIE fighter or something because he just darted away real fast. Just got just got out, yeah. Yep. Um, you know, I think sometime in the future, maybe when we do our ships episode, we need to like sit down and decide officially what ship we're in. Yeah, and what time period it is. Yeah. Like as far as the ships go. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, cause there's so many great, there's so many great options. Yo, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my, I think my first, um, volunteer as far as what we should be flying is, uh, Yaddle's dumpster. Hell yes. Just the three <laughs> of us just kind of like clumped in together. <laughs> yep. And Yaddle's dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes. Us, we will. us and, uh, what's his face? Um, Oh no, the long neck Jedi that we always joke. <laughs> Yarel Poof. Yeah, us and Yarel Poof. Hell yeah. Just yeah. Explore the galaxy. Us, us and like, I think we've established there's at least two gonk droids on the ship too. Yep, one's gonky that I live in, and then mm -hmm. the and other one, one is just normal. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, do you want to tell everyone what we're talking about today? Well, uh, so this is actually a new thing for us we're going to be doing a character highlight as part of a eventually we'll be doing more character highlights as, as time goes on um, but this first one we're going to be doing Plo Koon a character highlight on uh, my main man my favorite Jedi for a long time hell yeah and remind me you he's been your favorite Jedi since what was it the episode one video game right oh yeah yeah like since I was probably five or six on the ps1 and yeah. the original plo Koon in that game he has an orange lightsaber 
and he's yeah. real pixelated and just real funky looking. Like he looks awful. But I've just I, I've loved him ever since. I think that's one of my least favorite changes they made within canon is that he has a a blue lightsaber. That yeah. orange lightsaber just looked so good. Oh yeah, and then also like just for his personality, um, I'll talk about it here in a second as far as canonically why he has a blue lightsaber and why it makes sense but he really like as far as who he is he's a lot more of like a green lightsaber consular kind of guy yeah yeah so, i i think so what are you grinning about i don't know i'm just excited are you getting ready one of those gifts are you gonna send that to me <laughs> no no are you I sure did think, i did think are you about sure it. <laughs> i did think about it so for context, let me let me check the group chat. There is at least <laughs> There's at least 12 gifts of Flocoon dying. <laughs> and if I remember, I think like 6 of them were like all one day, one time. Yeah, <laughs> Y'all just really to... got after it. That was that yeah. episode where I said Flocoon's just frolicking cuz I just you guys had got me so many times i was like you know what i've got to say something i've got to say something about my mans yeah yeah so max sent i think six gifts of him dying and then another gif of a heart opening up like a heart necklace and it says plo coon more like plone dead <laughs> yep i'm yep. so you sorry see, you see how bad i get bullied everybody this is just uh it's unacceptable but also i i let it happen so <laughs> um no, I don't know. I just, I, I really am just happy to talk about Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm excited. Well, you're kind of taking the lead. What, uh, what do you want to take, talk about first? So I guess first we'll talk about, and let me pull these guys up because I always get their name wrong. But so for Plo Koon, we'll just start here. Plo Koon is from Doran. And his race is called Keldor. Keldor. Um, Keldor, That's yeah. sick. K-E-L-D-O-R. I like and that. And who they are historically on Doran is they, like, of course, there's a bunch of Keldor, but they actually have a decently high percentage of them that are Force-sensitive. And actually, on that note, um, for centuries, the Jedi always take a lot of Keldor. Like, they yeah. worked very closely with the Jedi and vice versa because the Keldor actually have their own group of, uh, they're called sages, but they're kind of like, you know, wizards or whatever. And they're they're Force-sensitive, and they're a Force-believing yeah. people. Like, that's their religion is the Force. Um, and this... they're called the Barando. Cool. Would these, these kind of be like maybe light side uh night sisters kind of yeah um except for like also not uh gender locked like that there's oh, men cool. and women bar and dose ages hell yeah we're, we're rocking with the equality yeah yeah it's pretty sick it's pretty sick uh and also one thing i've learned is the bar and doe actually force judgment wasn't like one of their only powers uh they actually had three groups of them and they okay. were all element based so there was like the order of the whirlwind there was the order of lightning or like they're called guides it's like the guides of whirlwind the guides of lightning and then there's one more 
Uh, let me look that up. Oh, and the guided stream. So I assume water powers. Hell yeah. So yep. force judgment comes from this group, not from the Jedi. As far as I know. Um, and reason being, so Plo Koon originally, you know, is from Doran, force sensitive Keldor, but he was like, as far as Jedi go, taken in the classic sense of he was a child, like he was little. Yeah. So he wasn't a Baran Sage yet. But like one thing I did learn is actually he had an uncle and a niece in the Jedi Order also. Oh, cool. Okay. They were also Keldor and Force-sensitive Keldor. Yeah, so how, how does that work? Uh, because, I mean, the whole point of the Jedi stealing children <laughs> is so they don't really grow attachment to their family. Yeah, but also but when you have like a, also there. Yeah, but also if you have like a force sensitive farm like the that is uh, like true. the Keldor, I mean, are you gonna say no to that? Like, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, there there really is like a pretty high percentage of their population is force sensitive. Like, it's pretty pretty considerable compared to average. Okay, so we've seen that the Empire, you know, Palpatine was a master, and he essentially just destroyed. Anyone that was a threat, I mean, we had a Mandalorian purge, a Jedi purge, a Night Sister purge, a Geonosian purge, they enslaved the Wookiees, they genocided the Lasats. Mm -hmm. Um, so what what did they do to Plo Koon's people? Uh, I'm not, if they did. I was say I don't think I saw anything. Let me let me go back to like some stuff I was reading. Okay. Uh which you know, I'm guessing a lot of this stuff has is legends, right, and hasn't been brought to canon yet. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this is, you know, it, it's canon, but also like, I mean, it's not canon, but also I don't really think Disney's probably going to do anything with it. So like, it's one yeah. of those things where like, like we've talked about before, it's kind of like a secondary canon kind of thing. Right. As long as it if as long as it doesn't contradict anything with canon, I. You know, I think it's okay to fill that hole until Disney comes out with their own official canon. Yeah. Yeah. No, as, as far as legends or canon, nothing happened gotcha. to them necessarily. Gotcha. Uh, but there are a lot of them. I mean, if you look and see the references, like this is just on the Keldor page on Wikipedia. But like, as far as like appearances, it's like, you know, the High Republic... Star Wars Tales of the Jedi, Darth Maul, The Weapon, which I don't even know what that is, Age of Republic Special 1, Phantom Menace, obviously, because of Clone, Plo Koon, and then, like, prequel trilogy, Star Wars, Star Wars Journeys, I don't even know what that is, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, Queen's Hope, I mean, they're in, like, every single Star Wars project. There's, like, a whole bunch of them. Hell apparently. yeah. That's really uh, cool. So they're a really popular species, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and also like with the Keldor, so they have to wear masks because their home planet of Doran is actually a very oxygen poor atmosphere. And so that's what they're used to breathing. And so planets like Coruscant or whatever with oxygen or more oxygen rich air is actually like somewhat toxic to them. So they have to have breathers on all the time. It's like you're a mind reader, Tuck. I literally was going to ask you about the mask. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but also, too, I mean, that is what Plo Koon's face looks like also. It's just he's wearing goggles and then, like, he's got two little breathers, but... Yep. 
Yeah. Um, um, oh, but back to Forge Judge, what I was going to tell you is, so, like, it's oh, my yes. current... So, Plo Koon actually, like, obviously, he's a Jedi in the traditional sense, so he never had the chance to learn the bar and dough way of life, but after he becomes a master in the Jedi Order, uh, not quite High Council yet, um, he actually goes to Doran and practices the ways of the Barando and actually becomes one of them oh, and then cool. comes back and gets yeah. a seat on the council. Uh, and actually another thing is before, so right after it's called the Stark hyperspace war. Um, okay. It's a war like right before, not right before the clone wars, but like before Phantom Menace sometime. Yeah. And actually Plo Koon Luminar Unduli and Qui-Gon Jinn all fought together and we're all like really good friends. Hell yeah. Isn't that kind of crazy? But then like after, after the war, I think it was Plo Koon was actually offered a seat on the council, but he actually says no. And he actually recommended Qui-Gon Jinn, which is also kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Anyway. So just a little, little fun facts. And Fun please facts fact about check me, Elijah. <laughs> if, if, no, I mean, I. Yeah. Listen, you're the Plo Koon guy. You got you got the knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just I love this guy. He's cool. He he is pretty sick. Yeah. Uh. So what next? Let's see. I mean, that's pretty much catching us up to who Plo Koon is in the movies. Uh. Oh, so the. The blue lightsaber thing, why I think that, like, honestly, if it wasn't going to be orange, why green probably would have been more his color. Okay, Was, yeah. like, as far as temperament, he's a lot more of a consular type. Like, he's a mm-hmm. lot more of, like, he'd love to solve problems by talking. Yes, And diplomacy yes. and stuff like that. But actually, I learned that his master, whenever he was a Padawan, actually made him focus on lightsaber combat. Really? Mm-hmm. And yeah. why is that? Because that's what his master believed in. Ah. Was just like, you can talk all you want, but you need to know how to fight, dude. So, and then he was really good at it, and he was a good pilot, and so he became a, what are they, Jedi Sentinels? Uh, I think Consulars. it's Guardian? I know it's oh, not Sentinels, because yeah. Sentinels typically have the yellow blade. Yeah, well then in that case it'd be, I guess, Guardian. Anyway, but... Also, like we were talking about in our top five favorite Jedi episode, it's kind of the opposite of Shock T when you think about it, you know, because she's a consular with a guardian kind of lightsaber, and he's a guardian with a consular kind of personality. Like I don't know, it's just kind of not opposite. Yeah, I guess it's kind of similar. It relates. It relates. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, they're they're both pretty cool. Oh, um, well, and they're also, I mean, in that episode, I talk about how they're both my top, like, they're in my top five. All hell day yeah. Day. yeah. Uh, I want to talk about the Clone Wars episode where they're fighting in space, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the clones tell them, tell him to leave them because they're expendable. And he says, not to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, like, and that's just who he is. Also, that reminds me, so actually, in the Stark Hyperspace War, Plo Koon says something that I thought was really, um, really profound, but he actually says it 
I think to Ala Secura, but Ala Secura is like a Padawan at this point. At this point, gotcha. Yeah. But he says, um, a Jedi does not cling to sorrow, young Padawan. We accept it. Sorrow is a part of life as well as joy. There are gifts to be found, even in death and sorrow. Strange gifts. We accept this, we learn, and we go on. Nice. What a man. Yeah, I mean, just... That just tells you right there. He's just cool. He's just that kind of guy, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, and like we were talking about, too, in our uh, favorite Jedi episode, I mean, he's just... He's him. He's him. He is is the light. He is the Jedi. (laughs) I mean, so we've established Ahsoka's my favorite Jedi. Mm -hmm. And I really like the connection between the two of them, that he was the one that brought her to the Jedi Order. Yeah. Well, and actually, that's. um, Is that actually canon? I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. Because I also found something, too, in my research. This is actually from. Star Wars, StarWars.com, like literally oh, from okay. Star Wars. Yeah. And it says he shared a special bond with Ahsoka Tano, whom he brought to the Jedi Order as a toddler. Hell yeah. So okay, I think so it is canon. Yeah. I, I think so too. The What I'm not sure about is um, after she showed Force sensitivity, Zygerian slavers came and said, hey, we're Jedis. We're going to take your kid. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, uh, they were, uh, somehow Plo Koon, like, she escaped, like, she ran away and was hiding from them after she realized the truth, and mm-hmm. she sent out, like, a force call, kind of how Grogu does in, yeah. um, The Mandalorian, and mm-hmm. Plo Koon was the one that answered. Really? Yeah, and there's this moment where Ahsoka, you know, let's just be real, Plo Koon's him, but he's also a little creepy looking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the mask and tentacles, that's yeah. not handsome to you? <laughs> Listen, not personally, but if that's if that's what you're into, Tuck, you know what? <laughs> Who am I to judge? <laughs> Nicole's actually a Keldor, just like a face mask. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Scooby-Doo, she just like pulls her face off and it's a Keldor. <laughs> <laughs> no all i what i'm imagining is like you coming home from a long day of work and she has like one of those really bad quality like party city plo coon masks on oh my gosh <laughs> oh man <laughs> this is going too far I'm oh so this is sorry. funny no I'm it's so okay <laughs> it's actually really funny <laughs> oh my gosh um, anyway but um so Ahsoka kind of she reaches out with the force and like she just senses the goodness in Plo Koon and decides to trust him which I think is really cool yeah our boy and also I mean just looking at him something tells me too he probably smells wonderful also <laughs> Probably. He probably gives the best hugs. <laughs> this man showers for sure, for no, sure. Absolutely, absolutely. That's canon. <laughs> That's canon for sure. <laughs> uh, no, I yeah. don't know. I just, like, so we've established that he was the one that found Ahsoka. And, like, I really loved in the Clone Wars getting to see that um, 
that relationship because they don't interact very often but when they do it's very clear that he cares for her deeply mm-hmm. yeah and it's also like vice versa tell you the same thing like just when yeah. she talks i mean she reveres him you can tell yeah for yeah. sure yeah. do you think do you think he was a little sad that he didn't get uh to be her master i i think so yeah. honestly i think he. Would i do have. too and also, I think he would have been such a good master to her. I mean, I 100%, think... 100%, yeah. Yeah. But on the other hand, I think she would have probably died too on Kato Nemoidia. Like, I don't think she would have made it either. Oh, yeah. Because also, I mean, aside from Anakin, like, Plo Koon was recognized as one of the best pilots. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he he, he didn't make it. Or I didn't. <laughs> Rip. Um... Yep. So what what about you? Let's talk like Clone Wars and the prequel trilogy where we actually like to get get to really see him in action. Um what is what is some of your favorite Plo Koon moments? Really they're pretty much all Clone Wars. Uh yeah. I mean that episode with the with Wolf Squadron that that's actually probably my favorite Plo Koon moment actually. Yeah. Is him talking and then also like moments with him and Ahsoka cuz really in the movies or in Clone Wars, you really don't get much of him. Right, uh, right. He really, like, I don't even think he has an episode to himself. I actually, in Clone Wars, do we even see him fight? Yes, I, I think we do. I will look that up. I know an Attack of the Clones is in the background in some of them, but it's also, too, I mean, it was, what, 2002 or something, and... Right. He, he also looks kind of funky. He and his boy Kit Fisto <laughs> look kind of weird. Looks so bad, live action. Yeah, yeah Plo Koon's not, not far behind. I mean, I will say, actually, he looks dramatically better in episode three, I think. Yeah, I, CGI I agree. CGI did that man some favors, absolutely. Um. Yeah, so it looks like he's, he's in quite a few... Uh, he's in 47 episodes. Oh, Which wow, I think really? is a a little more than a, a third. I think there's a hundred and twenty something. Yeah. But do we I mean, do we see him fight? Yeah, so let's see, I'm reading I'm reading on some of his uh episodes. Um uh we definitely see him uh in some space battles. Like you were saying, he's a great pilot. Um there's an episode here. Nomad droids, uh, Plo Koon and the Wolf Pack were sent to res- rescue Master Adi Gallia. I don't recognize that name. Do you? Not really. Anyway, they're sent to rescue her uh, from General Grievous's ship. So he might fight General Grievous there. I can't remember. But I think that's the space episode because they get blown up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think pretty much all we see is just little snippets of him. Like, I think for Plo Koon, you really only see him, like, five minutes at a time. Right, he's never in never in there too much. Yeah. Yeah, which is a shame. I wish he was. I'm sorry, I scrolled I scrolled too far down. <laughs> I got no, to the 2D miniseries. Plo oh, Koon does... He is. And is he, he does, really? He does not look good. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> oh, jeez, man, he uh, <laughs> he uh, he looks a little bit like a certain type of sack. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Yeah, his head's all bumpy and discolored. Like it's yep. two different colors. And there's no rhyme or reason why one color's where it is and the other's where it is. Yeah. And it's a lot bigger than it is normally. Yeah, it's all bulbous and weird. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of like uh like it like an old that old trope of like a a mad scientist or something and like his brain showing, you know, like out of his head, you know, it's kind of, kind of what, what that reminds me of. And yeah. It's just silly looking, just straight silly looking. Oh, oh shoot. This is an important moment. He's the one that finds sifo lightsaber. Oh yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Wow. Man, he is everywhere. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. You know, I think he plays minor minor roles in these episodes but very important ones like in this episode like that whole arc would not have started without Plo Koon yeah no that's true because he I mean he found it and also knew whose it was and also I, I didn't really think about this but he probably knew Sifo-Dyas not only well just because he was a Jedi right but they were also I mean wasn't sifo for instance on the council I think so yeah. And, yes. Uh, and so I, I think you would have known him well, probably. If I remember correctly, sifo was dead set that a war was coming. And he was very like, we need to build an army. And the council said, nah, homie, you're crazy, and kicked mm-hmm. him out. Yep. Well, and I imagine, too, Plo Koon was probably one of the lead guys on, like, no, dude. No, we don't need an we army. We don't need an army. Right. We need to love these people instead. Yeah. And, we need yeah. to find a peaceful solution. And mm-hmm. I'll see how that turned out. Yep. Yep. Um, I want to talk about his relationship with the clones. Yeah. I mean, yeah, come on. It. Besides Anakin and Ahsoka, I mean, name another group of clones and Jedi that's closer. Yeah, I mean, Obi-Wan... Ah, I mean, his clones, I don't think they... Are as close to Obi Wan as yeah. I think Cody first. Cody maybe personally, but as yeah. a whole, like Legion, I, I don't know. But I I feel like Plo Koon's the type of guy that like after a mission he's going by, he's knocking on each of their doors and asking how they're doing emotionally. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and not just Wolf either. Like he's talking to every single yeah brother. yeah yeah. If he's got free time, he's checking on his boys. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then also, too, like, I, I really think if one of them did need something, he'd take care of it, too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, like it's like, hey, you know, Commander, Commander, Commander Plo, like, my, uh, my shoes broke last mission or whatever. Like, I think Plo Koon would, like, take personal time to get that man some new shoes. Like, for I think, sure. like, that's just cool. I, it's the kind of guy he is. He um he's like the opposite of um what is it Prong Krell? Yeah. 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 Like uh, it's I I bring up this comparison because they both have very strong feelings about the clones. One sees them as actual people and that they matter and that they're important and one sees them as expendable and that they don't matter and um I, I and don't know. They aren't even human. Yeah, right? Yeah. It, it's yeah. nice seeing that, like, 
there is such a difference within the Jedi Order. Like, they don't all think the same. Yeah. Even though Kron Krell is awful and we hate him. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then also, too, you even have, like, people who are, I'd say, more like the middle ground. Where, like... Yeah, they kind of care about their troopers, but it's like, eh, you know, like it, like for instance, um, I would say like Mace Windu, is literally that way. who I was thinking, you know, it's like thinking the same man. It's like, yeah, they're human, but like they're not Jedi, <laughs> you know. Like, like, I think that's kind of how he thinks. I, I think he cares about them, but at the same time, it's like they were made to fight and die, so let them fight and die, right? Yeah, yeah, I think he just doesn't really care that much yeah oh and i don't really to tell you the truth i don't i don't really think he cares that much about anything other than right mace right honestly yeah yeah and i mean i i do think he cares deeply for the jedi council but or just the jedi in general but aside from that i think so too yeah me yeah as long as we're okay also i think he'd save his own skin before theirs though Especially if it was one that he didn't really like. Ah, yes. <laughs> if he could save himself or Anakin. Yeah, I think he'd take himself <laughs> every time. Like I don't, And I don't even think he'd really think about it. I think he'd be like, eh, whatever. <laughs> you, know? you know what's crazy? I'm sorry to get us on a tangent. We're not talk- supposed to be talking about Mace today. And I will bring this up when we circle back to Mace's episode. Mm-hmm. The fact that Jar Jar Binks earned his respect... In two episodes of the Clone Wars. <laughs> and Anakin never gained it. I know. Honestly, though, I think it's just that Mace is jealous. I I do, too. I think it's just Mace Windu saw himself as the chosen one, and then just learning that he's not, and this kid is really yeah. pissed him off. Yeah. I Honestly... I might piss me off too if I if I really thought I was the chosen one and then everyone was like, nah, it's this guy. I think I might be a little butthurt. It's this nine year old kid. It's not you, silly goose. <laughs> um Oh, I th- thought I had one more point on Jar Jar Binks. Oh yeah, no, just the fact that he one hundred percent would save Jar Jar Binks if Anakin and Jar Jar were both hanging off the edge of a cliff. <laughs> The one person in the whole galaxy that would pick Jar Jar Binks over Anakin. <laughs> and that's what's wrong with him. Oh. <laughs> um, well, should we talk about uh, Plo Koon's death? Or do you have anything else you want to bring up about our boy? Um, I can't say that I have just a bunch. I mean, yeah, because like in our favorite Jedi episode, we covered Force Judgment. Right. We covered... You know, how much he cares about everything, everyone, animals, plants, whatever. He sees the entire galaxy as one living force, and that's really mm-hmm. how he acts and what he believes, and that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, for And then sure. we talked about, you know, just now we've talked about his combat skills as well as his negotiating skills. I mean, yeah, I, I think we're kind of ready to talk about his death now. Gotcha. Yeah. I... This one hurts. This one really hurts. Like, um, you know, Kiati Mundi, he deserved it. Oh, I you hate know? Kiati Mundi. Like <laughs> when he gets shot, I'm okay with I it. I feel right? nothing when that guy dies. Yeah. But man, when Plo Koon goes, that I tear up every time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also, like, it really 
that's another great thing about Clone Wars. Like, not only do you does it help you see more of who Anakin is and get more respect for Anakin other than the movies and, like, how some people would see him as just an immature child and he's not a good character and blah, blah, blah. Like, Clone Wars really shows you a different side of him. Yeah. I think. And Plo Koon and Clone Wars, same thing. He's He's not just a background character. Like he actually, right. he actually did things. He actually was a person, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's cool. That's what I like about Clone Wars. And yeah. it also made his death hurt more. Watch Clone Wars and then watch his death. Yeah. Yeah. You'll feel like me and Elijah do. <laughs> By the same, my sad headcanon is it's the same two clones that he said, um, you're not expendable to me, too, are the ones no. that shoot him down. No. That's my sad head cannon. No, and then they, like, and then it just haunts him forever. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure, like, I really wish we could have saw more clones uh, without their masks in this moment. Because it's like, we see Rex in the last episode of the Clone War, or the last arc of the Clone Wars. I think it's second to last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's crying as he's holding his gun out to ahsoka like you know he doesn't want to do this but he has to yeah because i think what like the inhibitor chip it doesn't necessarily take their feelings away right i think it just instills in them that one order that they must complete yeah or they will die yeah like that's pretty much their choices i i feel like the clones are still there, but they lose motor control. Oh, you think so? Yeah, like um, kind of like a like their body becomes a robot. Yeah. Do you think that that lasts like for the rest of their life, or do you think that that just lasts for a little bit when they see a Jedi and they know what they have to do? I, I think it just I think it's just a temporary thing, specifically because of Bad Batch. Um we start to see a bunch of clones leaving. Yeah, including, like, Cody, for instance, right. who, as far as we know, never had his inhibitor chip removed, I don't think. Right, right. And so, he willingly left, so. Yes. Uh, the reason I bring this all up is I would love to see um, the wolf pack's reaction. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure it's just as strong as Rex's. Those two pilots... 100% were crying under their masks. Yeah, I think so too. And then also I like as morbid and kind of sad as this I I could I could al- like I would almost kind of want to see a scene where we watch them kill him from their perspective and then it follows them throughout the mission and then like at the end of the day and it closes like with them at their barracks. Yeah. And they're forced to either talk about it or swallow it. Oh. And you watch it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. That one hurts. Yeah. And just like, you know, because you know they, as far as what we talked about, as far as like, because I, I really do think they, they do feel feelings even with the inhibitor chip. I, I completely agree. Yeah. I'm sure that that haunted them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. I'm confident. Oh, man. And. What I'm imagining is there probably was this conversation of, like, the two that actually shot him down feeling the most guilty and the rest of them trying to, like, say, you know, 
we would have done the same thing mm-hmm. if we he were was in a traitor. scenario. Right, yep, right. But then, to, yeah. you know, like, not that we're happy about it, but, you know, don't blame yourself. We would have done the same thing. And then ha- saying something along the lines of, but we pulled the trigger. Yeah. And just seeing like a whole, I don't know. I'd watch like a whole 30 minute episode on that. Yeah. Of just those guys and like what happens to them and stuff like that. I, I completely agree. Something else I'd love to know is like some of them, like um, some of them were in active battle, like Kiati Mundi's group. Like, did they just kill Kiati and then keep fighting? <laughs> I I would assume so. Because also we know from Bad Batch and other things, they hated the CIS. Right. Hated them. Yeah. And so I think honestly, until Anakin kills the CIS higher ups during Order 66 and the droids actually shut off, which I assume is probably in a couple days after that. Yeah. I, I would imagine for several days the clones just keep fighting. He kept fighting. Oh, man. Imagine. And like, kept dying. Like, not even Kiati Mundi's group because he sucks and they were probably smiling under their masks. But yeah. every other group of clones... Like, imagine shooting down your commanding officer and then, like, not even having time to emotionally process that. Just, like, having to keep fighting, like, stepping over their body Mm -hmm. to keep pushing forward against the droids. Yeah, and then also that's one thing I really like about Bad Batch in that, like, all the scenes with the Pantoran senator. What's her name? Oh, yes, the blue one. Yeah, that she's trying so hard to get them... Uh, retirement and get them stuff so they're set up for life because they're so emotionally scarred. Because also, like, imagine how Plo Koon's guys, for instance, felt. Yeah. They had to kill him. And then they probably continued fighting. And then the next day had to bury more of their brothers. Ah. And then a couple days later, the droids shut off. And it was all over. Imagine how worthless that would feel. Yeah. I think that'd just be horrible. I I completely agree. That sucks. Yeah. Um so I also I think Plukoon had to die in the ship. I think yeah, he I think so too. I think he would have lived. I, I think he would have either fought his way out or did some sort of you know, Ahsoka knocks them out, removed the inhibitor chip of a couple of his guys. Mm-hmm kind of a scenario and i think he would i think he would do it you know kind of tactically where he would wait until there's only a couple of them Mm -hmm. you know and then surprise them knock them out get a couple of them and then just jet yeah (laughs) i think he'd do something like that yeah i do think the one area that might have gotten him killed if this was a hypothetical land battle i think he would have again, done the exact same thing that Ahsoka did where when he was deflecting blaster shots, unless he absolutely had to, he'd deflect them away from the clone so it wouldn't kill them. Yeah, I think he would too. Like, he would try and keep as many of them alive as possible. And Mm -hmm. I I think there's a chance that that might have gotten him killed. Because with Ahsoka, it worked out because she had Rex there and also Maul was causing a bunch of... um, chaos in the ship right like there were other things that kept ahsoka alive i'm not sure if plokun could have made it though yeah i do think actually 
on that note, though, that that quote that I had said. Oh, here we go. You know, a Jedi does not cling to sorrow. We accept it. Sorrow is a part of life as well as joy. These are gifts to be found. Even right. in death and sorrow, strange gifts. We accept this, we learn, and we go on. I think, honestly, that he would have killed clones if he had to. To be honest with you. I, I think he could. I think it would hurt. I think it would really hurt him. Yeah. I think, like them, he'd be crying under his mask. But I think he could do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Dang like, it. And I think he could more than Ahsoka could. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, at this point, like, Ahsoka, I think, is roughly, you know, like, early Jedi Knight skills at this point. Mm-hmm. Plo Koon's a master. Like, there there still is a big power difference between the two. Yeah. And then also, he's a powerful master. Like, he's powerful for a master. He's right. not even, he's not even just like a basic one. Yeah. He yeah. is up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I think actually he, but even still, I mean, it's no secret at all that enough clones can kill a Jedi. It's yeah. if if he were to get surrounded, there's just nothing more he could do after that. Right, but, right. So really, I think a lot of it would come down to how he was able to sneak around. Yeah, and if he could, you know, Ahsoka and Rex it and get a couple of them on his side to help him escape. I I, mm-hmm. I think maybe that'd probably be the only way. Just because it'd be overwhelming odds. It'd be way too many of them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, he's one Jedi I wish would have lived. Like, we talk about yeah. the problems of the Jedi, but, like, he he is one of the Jedi that I think just, like, perfect, perfectly represent what a Jedi should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I really... I would have loved for... If Plo Koon did survive... He is one where I think maybe some events at the temple would have been a little different, but I do think Anakin probably would have killed him. I mean, I I just don't. I I think again he probably would have gotten overwhelmed with yeah. Like, they would have targeted him and taken him out. Right, because I mean we know the five hundred first were given a list of high priority Jedi. Like we need to kill them as fast as possible. Yeah, and I think he shocked T. Uh, Luminara and Dooley, like all, those would all have been top, yeah. like on that list for sure. Because I, I do think there is a, a hypothetical scenario where if there were a couple more masters within the temple and they could have organized, you know, things would have turned out a lot differently. The temple wouldn't have fallen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? No, I think if they would have been able to organize, I think that's the big part of it. I think really that's the only reason that Anakin was able to. Take over is because the 501st just blitzkrieged. Like, just no one saw him coming. They just came out of nowhere. Which goes perfectly into Palpatine's plan. Like, Mm -hmm. there there were a lot of ways that could have failed, you know? But he he worked everything out so that as many masters were spread throughout the galaxy as possible. I mean, Mm -hmm. he killed four of, well, three. I don't know. Are we giving mace's death to palpatine or or anakin? or to anakin i mean i'd say it's palpatine's like palpatine yeah. got mace killed yeah you know, good like, point the murder i would say is palpatine's yeah but anakin's obviously an accessory <laughs> right right yeah. but yeah. 
you know, I mean, there was what a couple masters, maybe. I mean, I think Shock T might have been there. We're still a little fuzzy on her death. Yeah, yeah. Nobody but, knows if she was still on Camino or if she, if General Grievous killed her or if she was in the. You know, we we, we don't know. <laughs> right, or did she yeah. escape to Felucia? I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many different things, but yeah. Um. Anyway, Palpatine master plan, especially not having Plo Koon there. And yeah. having him die, I mean, I don't, I don't think Palpatine necessarily planned this, but I think it worked out perfectly for him. Was having Plo Koon in his ship. I don't. Yeah. Let's talk about those last, like last moments, because he probably was just confused. Like, why are my, like, why are you guys leaving for formation? And then it was over. Yeah, I think so too. I think it was really fast yeah but then also a guy like Plo Koon I just don't think he's one that would have been afraid in that moment I think he just would have been okay with it just like well this is when the forces decided I'm going yep yeah I think that's just that's who and then also I uh of course I'm a big Plo Koon fan but one thing I like is that like we never see him as an individual force ghost and he yeah. seems like the kind that, honestly, I don't think he would have wanted to be. I don't think so. I think he's vibing with the cosmic force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just being, like, just part of the living force and not yeah. an individual. I think that's what he wanted. I, I completely agree. Yeah. Well, my friend, do you have any last thoughts on our boy Plo Koon? Uh, Yeah, so actually, back to the temple thing real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, what I was going to say originally before we went down the rabbit hole of what oh. would happen... Yes. Uh, another thing that I would have loved to have happened is like Plo Koon somehow escaped Cato Nemoidia. And I think it would have been really cool for him to end up either in one of the, you know, Jedi systems after Order mm-hmm. 66, like how they, how they, there's little pockets of them, they survive together and like they'll travel through each other, you know, like stuff like that, not through each other, but like, you know, through the different tunnel systems and whatnot. Yeah. And honestly, I really, I really think that in a perfect scenario where Cal finds Tantalore and decides to start a Jedi Academy there and never destroyed the, uh, the holocron with all the force sensitive kids I think Plo Koon would have been the perfect candidate to be Grandmaster. I completely agree. That That's what I've been thinking this whole time we've been talking about it is like, mm-hmm. I would have loved to see Plo Koon restart the Jedi Order. Oh, yeah. Well, and also imagine a Jedi Order with, well, especially Plo Koon and Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And then also later add Luke Skywalker. And I mean, like what? Those would be the best Jedi ever. I mean, they're right, just, I mean, they'd be unstoppable. And then we got Cal and Ezra mm-hmm. for sure. That one guy from um, Obi-Wan that t- tracks him down and is like, hey, we should restart the Jedi Order and then gets hung. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, another one. Quinlan Voss. Yeah. Quinlan he would have been part of it or he would have lived long enough. I don't know if he actually would have stayed they probably actually probably would have kept him out there as a spy yeah but he still would have helped yeah yeah um that would have been cool all right my friend anything else on 
Plo Koon? Uh, other than he's straight up the best Jedi ever, and if you don't like him, you're an idiot. I mean, that's pretty much all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, your Star Wars is your Star Wars. <laughs> unless, unless you don't you like, like Plo Koon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but all that's right. pretty much all I gotta say, yeah. Great. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to be a part of this conversation, you can email us at animalsquadron at gmail.com. Again, that is animalsquadron at gmail.com. Uh that email's linked in uh you can copy it from the description if you need. Um uh, you know, if you guys leave us any reviews or if you can leave a review wherever you're listening, we read through all of those. Um, if you're listening to Spotify, there'll be a question of the week you can answer. Uh, yeah, just let us know. We, like I said, we really want you to be a part of this conversation. Anyway, thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you in the next one. For the Animal Squadron, this has been Mother Goose. And Low Tech Tough. Adios. Goodbye, everybody.